Hello and welcome to Max Volume Meetups. I'm your host, Jessica Jacks, presenting you with our fourth episode. In this installment, I met with Olivier, the owner and founder of Useless Pride Records, an indie label and merchandising agency located in France. Join us as we discuss the inner workings and struggles behind selling and making merchandise, as well as the debacle surrounding self-promotion and marketing, and why it's important for music artists to give a shit. Prepare to feel the sting of truth right here, right now. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Fine, fine. A bit tired, but it's Monday and I'm already tired. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Me too. Tell the world who you are and what you do. My name is Oliver. Um, It's like Olivier in French, Mm -hmm. but Oliver for English people. Owning, managing, how do you say that? (laughs) I am running Business Pride Records. Mm -hmm. So it's a French label based in southern France. And we also print a lot of merch for many bands, many labels, uh, American, uh, Canadian, European, uh, many Finnish bands. Amazing, amazing. I know some Finnish people. Um, Ace Buchanan, I had him on the podcast. He's from Helsinki. Mm. Yeah. I've never been there, but I must, I must go there one day. Oh, yeah. Oh, me too. But it's too cold. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's too cold. I feel like that about Norway. Like, it's gorgeous, but, like, Mm. I know that it's freezing. (laughs) And Iceland, yeah. And I I checked you in the southern... How can I say that? The extreme south of the United States of America. So, basically, it's hot here all the time in Florida. Mm. Yeah. It's hot, it's muggy, it's, like, ugh. But when it's cooler, it's nice, because it's not too cold. It's just, it's just right. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. And so, um, in terms of merchandise, I know we really wanted to touch on like how important merchandise is for artists, you mm. know. And uh, I guess I just wanted to get into a little bit about like how you started with mm. uh, creating Useless Pride Records. Okay. For the importance of merch, it's uh, since the. Um, the music is selling less, like CDs, vinyls, and everything. Merchandising is like the first income of the bands, bands and labels and other structures that can be in the music business. Um, so it's a very important thing for touring bands because if you if you tour, uh, as I said um, last time, uh, when you play a festival, you sell like a one month of online online sales. So it's very, uh, it's big difference now with the COVID situation and before quantities were like uh, 10 times uh, what we are producing now. The importance of merch now is bigger than ever. A band today is not touring or you can do some live stream or things like that, but it's, it's hard to monetize uh, these kinds of shows and because we, Maybe some ads or I don't I, I didn't try so I won't lie maybe it works well but I have some friends that are making this and they told me uh, <laughs> it's not so important so and it's complicated to to monetize digital live streams like an unreal so you have some uh, incomes like the like the streaming. YouTube is uh, giving some some money, but it's like very few. So merch is uh, the first income today for for bands. You 
sell only online because no shows. The fact that merch is the most quickest way and high profit mm. way um, in terms of normalcy, you know, when we're talking about when the band goes touring. Okay, mm. so it's more important now than ever. And now uh, that we- Basically, they, they have no income right yeah. now. Because people are not buying many CDs or vinyls online. So um, the thing is that the, the market was already shutting down. And now, without uh, watching uh, bands playing live and things like that, people buy uh, less, less music. Merch is the first income. Streaming is only f a few cents per listening. So you have to, to do tons of streaming. Yeah. It works, it works, but if you are five people in a band, plus label or manager for the people, uh, you can't pay everyone with streaming. Yeah. So it's difficult to pay everyone. But the only way is to sell merch because you have the biggest, I would say that, the difference between the, the price of selling, the price you pay them your merch, yeah. the benefit. Yes. So merch has a big benefit for, for bands. If you sell t-shirts like, uh, I don't know the price in, in the USA, but here it's like 20 euros for a t-shirt that you paid maybe five. It's incredible how it's important to get merch sales right now and to save because it's not benefit. Like you are already losing money every, every month. So it's, it's not yeah. benefit uh, with the original signification. It's just the difference between the merch you pay and the merch you sell. You need this, this incredible income or you're dead. It absolutely feels kind of like a lose-lose situation. And then with merch, it's like you do have to pay up front to actually, you know, for the design and the distribution of that mm. product, even with printing services like Printify and Shopify and stuff like that. Mm. Or I think it's like Shutterfly or something like that, Redbubble. All of those services have a fee attached to creating and selling, you know, mm. a t-shirt. So when what makes it different when they're uh, actually working with you on merchandising? First of all, many bands don't pay for design. They try to get the cheapest way, so friends or, okay, you can make a design and you get a free CD, music, uh, merch. So this cost is like, um, not for every band, but when you pay a designer, it, it costs quickly like 200 maybe dollars per design. So if you are printing front and back, you can calculate. So you you have to sell uh, many pieces of the same design to to get the benefit of it. In our team, we have two people that can uh, help for the design. So sometimes uh, Ben send us uh, low definition files. So they're trying with, you know, them the iPad or uh, computer to get uh, design to uh, make draft. We get what they want to do and two, two girls in our team redesigning. We make it at a cheap price because it's not, it's not our, our job and there is no creativity from us. It's just, okay, we get the ID. Okay, we help you to, to make the design because if you don't make the design, if you don't have money to make the design, to pay a designer, we don't, more, we don't work, we don't make merch. So we help for that, but we are not designers. Um, for tiny bands, it helps a lot. Bigger bands have um, like, uh, it's, it's an investment. 
they they say okay we have uh, $1,000 we need merch we have this budget for the design this budget the merch making let's go um, right now the COVID changed many things for us because as you say there are uh, services that provide merch without stock so you have, you don't have to to pay in advance it's like uh, the new services of merch printing you you have the design you don't pay anything in advance or at least your design if you pay a designer and then the, the website is selling your merch you get only a few royalties but you don't have to pay so it's only benefit for the band we are trying to to provide a service between those two at the beginning you paid for your merch okay you pay you get your merch printed okay you get your stock you make your website your your shop your online shop or you you get a big portal for example and it's like already made a shop but you have to stock you have to send you have to open your paypal uh, account and get the money pay the fee blah 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 now you have the new service it's okay you open your your online shop but it's already you have the, the payment everything is uh, provided by um, by the provider and we are trying to get in between because when you you're working with the, the company that that pays everything for you and they are in charge of the, the shipping printing everything you don't pay you get few royalties and the quality of printing and of the the garment textile it's often uh, a bad quality here we have the workshop so we are okay we brainstorming we can do good quality we just have to choose a good garments like uh, organic cotton and things like that have the um, the skills to to print we have the machines so we can do like the the big providers but with good quality and we try to say to the to the bands okay you you would get good quality merch and more royalties and the more you sell the more you get royalties so if your design is not working you just get a few bucks and then maybe next month we delete it if it's like a, a real failure <laughs> <laughs> and it happens if it's a success uh, no problems guy uh, we print all the stuff we send to your customers, you don't have to do anything. There is no fee, you just get your royalties. Fees are already paid. So we are trying to provide this new service between big website selling merch and the DIY way when you are at home, at your apartment, uh, closing uh, shipments for, for your fans. We didn't have enough time to launch it before the COVID, but now, we just have time <laughs> so uh, it's uh, it's online and it's working perturbator perturbator we we'll say that perturbator honestly like I don't know how he wants people to say it I've like gone between saying perturbator and perturbator yeah and perturbator so it could be either or so there are um First of all, there are good people. Yes. <laughs> and uh, well, it's one man and a crew, but right. all of them are good people. We manage the the merch for for them, the shipments, everything. So they were the 
beta tester <laughs> of the service. And now uh, in September, we launched the service with more bands. So you will find all the bands when you are ordering merch, maybe you, you will get some merch that comes from our workshop. But it's not easy to know what it comes from us because uh, we are like behind. <laughs> so for example, I replied to your customer questions at the beginning, it was that, you, you asked something, okay, can I talk to the purchase bottle uh, manager, and I replied to the people, but <laughs> basically no. it's, of, it's often, uh, where is my order, or uh, can I get a medium size if my <laughs> size is blah, blah, blah. But you had a different question, so I replied, and now we are here. <laughs> yes, now we are here. What's funny about that, okay, <laughs> is that um, I was like half asleep when I was sending that email. I don't know if it was because it took so much energy and bravery that I just like got really tired really fast. But, but um, the email didn't read order from uh, Users Pied Records or you know your actual email. It was Big Cartel Records. So, do you work behind the scenes of Big Cartel Records? Perturbator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perturbator was um, one of the only big cartels we are managing. It's because we are going to move their shop to a new one, um, but we are trying to make um, an international store where it's a good thing that you contacted us before because uh, in the final project, when you will uh, send an email and you're in the United States, you will be managed by someone living in the United States. So this is the final project. So it's like luck that <laughs> you wrote us uh, before it's finished. So they're on Big Quarter because we are developing the, the final website and it takes time. So that's why they're on Big Quarter. But normally we, we work on uh, Shopify or official websites of the artist. But Big Cartel is really hard to manage for um, a big artist. Gotcha. And, when um, you have many sales, it's very difficult to manage Big Cartel. It's only for a tiny artists or DIY artists. He only managed like three Big Cartel and he, they are in France. So when we're talking about merchandise, you had mentioned earlier that it was already tanking, like it was already kind of failing. Um, and then the pandemic just made it worse, like just amplified that or accelerated it. What was happening with merchandise before the pandemic? It's very different uh, because uh, in the US and in Europe, we have a different system to pay the artists. In France, for example, if you uh, play 43 shows in a year, you can be paid after you choose, after you, you played all these shows, you can be paid to um, practice and record. Uh, the state is paying you. There is special status for artists and, and then uh, they can practice, prepare new stuff and record and they have like one year. After this year is finished, you have to play again like 43 shows. This helps a lot because French artists uh, don't live with their merch sales. They are paid by the shows and 
one year by the shows and the following year by uh, the state. In the US, there is no support from the state. So you have to play all year and every year if you don't sell enough online. Mm -hmm. So there is a big difference because American artists or British or other countries, they have to develop a real brand. So there is a big difference between the the scenes of Europe and, uh, and America. Canadian, they have a different system, but uh, the state is helping a lot. For example, the state can pay uh, the airplane tickets to get to Europe. So you're starting your, your tour, but it's already paid. So uh, all the money of the merch, of the, the CDs, the vinyls is uh, going to your pocket or manager to manager, technician, etc. It's cool to be aware of this uh, different situation because every artist, depending on of his country, uh, will manage the merch differently. Before the COVID situation, to reply to your question, people don't ask themselves many questions. They are like, okay, we have, uh, we must sell merch to pay the tool, to pay the tickets, to pay blah, blah, blah. Uh, and now you have two different situations. If you're in France or in a country with a, such a system, you can just stay at home and prepare the next album. In the US or uh, in the UK or different countries, you are like a company. If you don't sell, you don't get any money. You, you have no income. There is no special artist status. So we see a big difference before and now, because before the COVID, American bands British band, etc., are managing like a company. They are developing a merchandising brand. And now they are trying to get this online. Yeah. French don't. <laughs> we are doing it. We are doing it because we are a company and we are living because we are we sell merch. So we are working like the American artists. But French artists are like, okay, just wait, because maybe next year there is no COVID and we can come back. But to be honest, before COVID, before pandemic, you just had to make merch and sell. <laughs> Every day you, you're playing, and now you have to make online marketing to... Convert. Yeah, to intent... Um, like a, yeah, a business conversion. It's yes. really hard to say because when people play music, they're like, no, no, fuck marketing, fuck you, blah, blah. Yeah. But now it's like, okay, we have to do something because we are not getting any dollar. Right. Yeah, and we are, maybe it's a bad word, but bands are like companies. So if you, if there is a, yeah, like a storm in, in the market, you can sell, you don't get any dollar and you stay at home and you are unemployed. And it's not, a, it's not a bad word to say it's like a company or it's, yeah, you have to do marketing because if you don't doing any marketing, it's marketing. Yes. Because um, you decided the strategy. <laughs> exactly. And I think it's so great like that you said that. And just based off of some conversations that I've had in the past with people, you know, throughout these past couple of weeks, I've been doing my own market research and like understanding the struggles of artists and where self-promotion comes in, nobody's taught that. Not even if you go to music school in America, if you go to music school, they're not going to teach you marketing. All they teach you is make sure everything looks good. Make sure your headshots look good. Make sure your music sounds good. Um, and then someone will find you. Like it's a field of dreams concept where 
one day someone is going to find me and then that's it. And mm. then I'm going to be able to be represented by a big time label. and I'm going to have all the money and blah, blah, blah. It's this concept <clears throat> that someone is going to do all the marketing for me. I don't have to worry about that. And then now with the pandemic, everyone's learning, oh, I have to learn to manage myself as yeah. my own business because artists are living, breathing businesses. Or, or you're just disappearing. Yeah, exactly. Or you just, you know, you're fading away. And, um, you know, speaking with a music marketing coach and he said one of the one of the main struggles is getting artists to understand that regardless if they're you know, only about the music and they're like, fuck you, I don't market, you know, I'm not into consumerism or whatever it is. Yeah. You are a marketer selling music, regardless of how you want to perceive it. That's that's what you do. You you're a musician, but you're selling your music. So therefore you are marketing. Or or we just make a difference between artists that just don't care and have another job and it's maybe a uh, 90% of the French artists. But if your income is in direct uh, relationship with your music, you just have to, to, to do marketing. And just posting on the social media is making marketing. Yeah, even posting on social media, mm -hmm. like the smallest things that people do that they don't realize they're marketing themselves. People are always marketing themselves, even if it's a yeah. personal thing, you know? Yeah. And it's maybe a real bad thing of 2020, but it's a reality. It's a reality. And, and, you know, it's not so much as it is like bad or negative. Everybody wants to be able to make money from doing something that they love to do. Everyone wants yeah. to be able to have a passion that converts into income so that that's mm -hmm. all they can. That's all they want to do. And I think that if it wasn't that way, it would be like, I'm just doing this to do it. And for no other reason other than creating. And that's a good thing. You know, you want to come from that place. You want to come from a place that's genuine. But there comes a time when when that's all you want to do. And that's all you can think about. And that's all you want to provide to the world. You want to create this legacy. That legacy comes with having to market yourself. That legacy comes with building up your own personal brand. That, that comes with connecting with people on a regular basis. And music is a social thing. Yeah, absolutely. It's entertainment. Just, yeah, it's entertainment. If you just play or sing just in your room, mm -hmm. it's cool. <laughs> it's already something cool. But uh, if someone hears that, and if it's good, someone enters in the room and say, okay, well, you're singing very well. Yeah. It's something positive. Right. Exactly. And um, today the problem is just um, the meaning of words and uh, because marketing is people fear marketing. It's like, wow, I'm not Amazon. You're crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay, but if you just make a, a design for a t-shirt, yeah. for your CD, for your album, you are thinking about it and already everything is marketing because you are you are thinking about it and it's not negative it's not negative you just want the best art for your music yeah and then at the end of the day is it is it really about you or is it about the fans is it about you or is it about your audience is it mm. about you know putting your music out there so that people can find it or is it for your own self-benefit yeah but many people will, will reply no no i do it for me 
I do it for myself. Yeah. But in fact, maybe it's for yourself. But when someone is just saying, okay, I like your music, it's, it's something positive. You can say, no, no, fuck you. It's for me. It's my music. <laughs> no, exactly. It, it, it has no sense. Sometimes nice. people say, no, no, I do it for myself. But it's like, I'm shy. I'm, I don't know, but it's like, uh, maybe I fear people don't like it. So right. I say it's for myself and people won't judge. Yes. If no one like it, people won't judge because I do it for, on my own and for myself. Right, exactly. There's a lot of imposter syndrome that comes with that. There's a lot of like, you know, who am I to be calling myself an artist and make money off of my music when it's just something that I <laughs> want to do for fun or, you know, to create just for the act of creation. There's a lot of trouble with finding yourself as like a business, a living, breathing business can like, it can be negative if you think about it negatively. It can come with guilt, you know, this guilty feeling of, oh man, like, oh no, I'm making money off of doing something I love to do. I don't know, I don't get it. <laughs> Sometimes I don't really get it either. You're one of the few people out in the world who are brave enough to put yourself on a CD, on a vinyl, on a cassette, you know, whatever method it is on streaming, like you are out there in the world. Not not everyone can do that. I mean, sure everyone can have, or has some ability to like pretend like, you know, that yeah. they can, but artists to me are just extremely brave people in general. So that bravery comes with so many different avenues and wearing so many hats so that you can keep making music. I agree. I make the difference between people that make their music honestly with their heart. Uh, okay, I'm just playing music and I'm, of course, designing an artwork for my album and many things. It's marketing because it's like a package of my art uh, because I make a music video and artwork and some stuff for promoting it. But I make the difference between this as marketing, but it's like positive and I don't know organic marketing yes. <laughs> and the artist that wants to sell absolutely at all costs right. and people don't make this, this difference so they, they think what marketing no 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 I'm not a capitalist there is no link between marketing and bad people because you can do marketing for the Red Cross and it's yeah. not negative at all it, you, you can do it for right causes and you can do it for just art or yeah. promoting music and positive stuff. The perception of what marketing is is always linked to a person. It's always linked to a thing. So when people think marketing, they think, you know, billionaires who are just milking the the economy, you know, like Bezos or whatever his name is, who owns hmm. Amazon. They think about all of these capitalists, whatever um, people who are... I guess to other people's perception are just greedy and awful and it's like yeah yeah okay okay but let's be real are you going to be making a billion dollars tomorrow off of your music it's yeah, like yeah, it's, not going to happen like, so it's honest work the thing is that people don't like money but they like it yeah they hate rich but if they get rich they are happy <laughs> exactly. it's yeah. it's like the the human race <laughs> yeah it's just humans in a nutshell you know like I think people like to be humble about income and the work that they do mm. because it makes them look better. But then when you are 
actually making income and you are actually doing what you want to do. Mm. That feels good. That should always be a positive thing. But for other people perceiving that, that person might think that negatively about you. But mm. we can't help what other people perceive. We can't help but do the best that we all can. And that's if that's making money marketing your music, if that's making money, you know, writing, or if that's just living your best life, people are always going to have something negative to say. And it's just important to not let that be the end all be all of everything. Like, oh no, someone thinks that it's wrong for me to be making money doing something I love to do. <laughs> what <Nope>. now? <laughs> right. Yeah, but that's good to think about it because um, if, if you don't make this reflection, I think people are going wrong because they are like, okay, I make money, it's bad, I need money, I need money, I make money. Now it's bad, um, oh, I need money, I must sell my art in order to carry on my project, it's bad. You know, there are like, there are 10 people in one head. Yeah, it's definitely like an ongoing uh, mental battle. And, you know, something somebody said to me is like 90% of the work is above the shoulders. So mm -hmm. I think all of that combative uh, ideas and thoughts and nature is just from mindset. And if mm -hmm. people realized, okay, I have to work on how I'm thinking first before I can move forward into doing what I really want to do. That's really important. And to understand that marketing is a responsibility. It's a responsibility for you wanting to set off and do your own thing and, and make a name for yourself. And music is definitely one of those, like labors of love is what they call it. It would be a good thing to, to teach artists that, okay, you, you can do marketing and you need to, to make marketing, but make marketing that fits with your personality, with your yes. project. Don't try to be like others. Don't try to make like bad marketing. Just it's different to to just promote your music and to make a discount every five days. Okay, merch, merch discount, blah, blah. Okay, it's different. You can promote your stuff, making marketing, staying a good person. <laughs> You're not bad. Right. Just And if you make money with positive things, perfect, man. Yeah, I'm going to blow your mind with an idea. Even if you're not intentionally marketing, your music markets itself. Yeah. People who suggest your music, they're automatically marketing for you. Yeah. So no matter what you're doing, you're marketing. No matter what you're doing, you're promoting yourself. No matter what, <laughs> if you put it out there, it's going to do it itself or people are going to do it for you but then you have to take the responsibility and making it active enough so that it doesn't fade away. Or maybe we just have to find uh, another word for marketing. <laughs> another word would be- So people don't fear it. Yeah, like, okay, so words that people don't like. Marketing, self-promotion, buy my thing. Yes, of course. <laughs> buy, just there's so many different words that can be tied negatively hmm. with different people. And the thing is, is like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, what business you're in, marketing is there. And then the other thing is, as a consumer, because we're all consumers, we all go to the store and we all buy stuff. We buy food, we buy clothes, we buy, you know, the CD. So what makes that wrong? What makes that right? 
if marketing is wrong, if consumerism is wrong, if capitalism is wrong, then consumerism is wrong. So don't buy anything. Just make your own stuff at home. Let's all be Amish. Let's all just make our own clothes. But (laughs) by making anti-capitalist promotion, you are doing marketing. It's just judgment. It's a circle. (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's like a vicious cycle of judgment, you know, because like people judge each other all the time and like when people think marketing and capitalism, they, like I said before, they think of Bezos and they think of all these people. Marketing shouldn't be something, it, sh- it needs to be kind of normalized in thought rather mm. than normalized in action because it's everywhere and it's been happening constantly throughout time. It's not a new thing. It's not a new concept. No, no it's just, uh, no, it's, it doesn't make any sense because it's like from business school, you know? But if we find uh, another word to say it, people don't care. It's like, uh, okay, <laughs> just we just have to find an- another word. But if it was as simple as a word, then we get used to the word and then the action of doing it. Mm. The action of it doesn't change. The action of it is still going to feel the same as marketing. So even though you would change a word or find a new word to associate it with, the action is still there. The feeling and the guilt of self-promotion is still there. Nobody wants to feel like a salesperson. You know, people want to have that genuine connection. And what I said to you the other day is you don't have to talk like a salesperson to sell. You don't have to talk like a salesperson to get people to engage with you in conversation or like your music. I agree. Touching back to a topic that I brought up, they teach you to say yes to labels. They teach you to wait for that label. They they teach you to sign that contract that's going to fuck you up for the rest of your life. Mm. You know? And it's like when you're not paying attention to what's in the contract and you can't negotiate better terms, they own you. So which one is really better? Is it better to market yourself as an independent artist and make money yourself? Or is it better to earn money to give money back to the label that, that signed you? Because the bigger labels, they're, they own the music, mm. not you, not the creator. It, it depends on the... It depends on the label. Yeah. But bigger... And, and, and it depends on the opportunity because when you're uh, young and looking for stars, when someone say, okay, guy, uh, just sign here, and you get millions of dollars. Yeah. People just sign. That well. money, that money they owe back. It's not really theirs. Like it depends on the label. It depends on you know. But here in America, what's happening yeah, right now? It's like with the the big labels. Yes, with the big labels. Um, so what's happening here in America right now is the bigger artists are starting to actually go back and read the contract that they signed. Is that like amazing? It's like you didn't read it before. Yeah, you just like, said yes to the money. It's the basic. When people say yes to the money, like they know that they're doing good. So they say yes to the, the money. And then once they have it, they have to pay it back over time. I'm going to give you an example. Um, NSYNC. I don't know if you're familiar with Justin Timberlake. You probably are. Okay. So um, apparently it's something that I learned from like a, a video that I watched is that during a tour they made over 36 million dollars and they were only getting like maybe i think it was like i don't know if it was 10,000 a month or for the entire thing they only made like 10,000 or 13,000 and it's like how does that happen 
and it's with bad contracts. It's with bad people who get you to sign that bad contract, you know? And so when people associate the disadvantages and the negatives with marketing, they're thinking about the the pers- the stories that they hear and the people who use that in a negative way. It happens with majors, uh, big companies. Yeah. But in, in the scene we are um, working with Pertubedo or Oh my! Uh, it's more like uh, okay, there is no money, so <laughs> that's what? all. Yeah, what are we doing? There is no money, so just fifty-fifty. Right. Okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> and that's what's so awesome about independent labels like Useless Pride Records and uh, you know so many others. It's like you provide them with security, you know, and then in in the same sense you have a little bit of security yourself so it's a partnership it's a collaboration it's not just here's some fake money do yeah. whatever you want with it <laughs> and then you know let's make some money together by the, the way lab- I'm the taking like 90% is, of it <laughs> for the basics the label is supposed to to support the, the artist so we give them uh, the help of our network mm-hmm. Uh, or I don't know our experience and the artist is giving the you know the fame to to the label yeah. or sometimes they don't give fame at all but just their work and their career is helping the label because we get the, the royalties of their work so it's I think a good relationship someone is I don't know under the light and uh, singing and promoting etc and the label is like the it's like the, the touring crew we are in the darkness and we are supposed to work for this guy or this artist this band but we're supposed to work not to take everything from him right exactly it's like a, a term like a business term where customer facing that's the artist they're the face yeah. of the brand the business and then like everything else is the back end And all of those back-end things merged with the artists is what really creates like this synchronicity of of success and magic. You know, it's it's so much that goes into it rather than just one guy, one synth, <laughs> and the drum kit. You know, there's so much going on in the back, uh, behind the curtain, so to speak. Okay, so thank you. <laughs> You're, welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yes, just accept my compliment, please. And. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Uh, have a great afternoon and see you. Yes, see you too. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It was such a good time. No, you're welcome. You. Thank you. You're and so- we keep in touch. Yes, we will keep in touch. All right, take care. Goodbye. Bye.